0: with Top Cosmos, May 4th. And there is a repeat show on Thursday, May 9th, and it'll be in the morning. It's like a sunrise, sunset. It I hope it works really well. But tonight we are in the archetype of Taurus, and we're doing Uranus and Taurus. Uranus is the outer planet, it sh- shifted the entire mentality of. of thousands of years, because it's just after Saturn, and Saturn was the limit. So Uranus breaks that limit. It it reforms, you might say, into a, a vision of, of new uh, possibilities and potential. It also came around when science was evolving, and, you know, the world does progress on an evolutionary basis in many ways physically and consciously and our minds it when it comes to a and taurus this is a seven year cycle because it is an outer planet it takes that period of time to really continue the 30 degrees that it takes and it'll go forward and from Earth's perspective go backwards when many times we reassess in essentially that energy, because everything is energy. So this is a very new start and a shift for humanity at this time. And it's global, it's all across the, the world, of course. It, it affects everybody, it's not just here in Seattle, Washington. And Last year, in fact, we began talking about Uranus in Taurus because it entered it and then it retrograde back to Aries and then now it's returned for, for certain. So if you did want to check some archives, you can certainly go back to Talk Cosmos and check that out. And tonight's subject is a revolution in resources. Technology relates to Aquarius, Taurus relates to the second sign of the zodiac, which is the vessel, the vessel that the spirit comes into form and it is concentrated. And this has been discussed at various times and is what we're astrologers are aware of, of course. But you combine the two and there's many options. One is if looking at astrology as far as, well, not astrology, but mythology, is that the sky, Uranus, and Earth, Gaia, they have this, well, from the very beginning of time, as far as our time goes, a great relationship, or let's say a relationship, which has both possibly not such, not always so great as far as the hardships that uh, have, have been occurring with Earth. But tonight's talk will center a little bit more about the science of the possibilities of because we are evolving in consciousness science is here to stay and it can operate with us in many ways so the guest is a return guest madam simon and she is from bainbridge island which is right off here Seattle area in Washington. She's an archetypal astrologer, a tarot reader. She's featured in Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in New York on a regular basis. She's studied the divine sciences for 30 years, and to a great extent of Lilith and all of its forms. Madam Simon is a consultant, an instructor, a lecturer, and a visionary fine artist and intrigued with this technology. So, hi, Simon, Madam Simon. Hi, Sue. It's very nice to be here with you tonight.
1: It is.
0: It certainly is. And this is a subject that there's so much involved. You know, there's, I have clippings and there's ones covering it. So many about, we know that there's pollution and et cetera, But Lately, I've been finding ones where there's technology really being discovered that helps measure, uh, I think it was with the EDF, Environmental Defense Fund. They have a solutions magazine that is published. And what it said is, meet the fourth wave, a new era of environmental innovation for powerful ways to protect nature. You know, they were, here I'm. Speaking a little bit, I could have said this before I said hi to you, but it was it, what this particular article was mentioning is is that it went back from 50 years ago that even our cell phones that we have today have as much power as the modern uh, as how they viewed the NASA going out into space, which I thought was remarkable. And okay, I'll, I'll finish this thought here and then we'll go on. But what it was saying about the fourth wave is, is that it was just one technological innovation and that they're going back to like the first could have been Teddy Roosevelt when he wanted land conservation. And then, then in the 70s, that there were laws to combat pollution. And then in the 90s, there were market-based solutions. And now what they're saying is this fourth wave builds on that progress with technological advances and all these tools. One of them in particular is measuring gas emissions because it's an enormous percentage of the pollutants in the world. And there haven't been methods, but now they're gaining the EDF is working with uh I can go into it more. But anyway, working with various institution, education institutions like Harvard and Stanford and going to be able to calculate how to help companies uh, find out what gas is leaking and then they can sell it and it'll reduce maybe a fourth of the uh, methane, the, the gas that's that's warming the, the, the globe. So that, I was thrilled to see that. So what's on your mind? What 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 areas were you looking at in particular that
1: excited yourself on this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, okay. So there's a variety of, um you know, ideas and topics that can come under this heading of um, Uranus and Taurus, yes. uh, you know. Uranus is um a planet that is oriented toward um, change, sudden, drastic, shocking, intense change. Um but you know also revolutionary. Um you know asking us to um, reconfigure um our our mindset about um, and our actions about whatever it's touching. And in this case, it's in the, the sign of Taurus. Um, and Taurus is a fixed earth sign. Um, so it is, you know, it's like the roots of the mountain going down into the earth.
0: Mm.
1: Beautiful. And so it doesn't like sudden shocking change. <laughs> it likes things slow and steady. Um, so, um, since i'm an archetypal astrologer i I want us to really start with those those kind of two images of uranus this um planet that's oriented toward um toward mental and technological pursuits but also um speed and change um and is you know mythologically speaking a sky god yes Um, and then taurus um which is ruled by venus who likes things to be pleasurable and and is concerned with material um, resources and is, um, you know, wants us to enjoy um, things on the physical plane. And also, like I said, wants to move very slowly and steadily, okay? Um, So. Um, I do want you to be aware, before we plunge into this topic, I am going to include some astrological terminology in connection with the themes that we'll be talking about here. Oh, Um, sure. But alongside those terms, I try to repeat key concepts in layman's terms so that you're not lost in the dark.
0: Are you talking to me or
1: to the audience? To our audience, absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. Very good.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Because I believe knowledge is power. (laughs) And I want our listeners to be able to get some basic familiarity with some of the fundamentals of what we're talking about so that you know where I'm getting these interpretations from. Exactly.
0: References are useful. And I agree. And I applaud a little
1: just uh, uh, description. That's perfect. Yes. So um, Uranus entered Taurus at the beginning of March. Um, So we've had now a couple of months... Um, to experience um, that influence. But you know that it, it, in comparison to the entire seven years that he's going to be in Taurus, that's you know, kind of a drop in the bucket. <laughs> Just- uh, yeah. Uh, but now with the sun in Taurus, we're right in the heart of Taurus season. Okay. And the sun's, the sun represents the light of consciousness and that's shining upon all things Taurian. Okay, so material resources, food, the body, okay, and pleasure in our physicality, okay. So the sun conjoined Uranus um, in late April, and that means that it was in the same degree in the sky as Uranus. We have a heightened awareness of Uranian themes right now that have had a bit of time to percolate, okay. Okay. there's been time for us to consider the impact of technology, the impact of Uranus and these ideas of change and revolution on the material world, okay? And then on top of that, today, the new moon in Taurus is now getting our emotions and instincts along for the ride. (laughs) Okay, because you know, the sun represents the light of consciousness. That's a a conscious understanding. But our emotions and instincts are more on the subconscious level.
0: An extremely potent day. It's only been a few hours. That's absolutely correct. And of course, new moons for the audience do occur every month. But in the fact that there's this alliance, this conjunction, as it's called in in astrology is, is very powerful. So well put. Yes, I mean, so, it's
1: good. good to, as a base. <laughs> very right. So we're now being encouraged to radically change our relationship with our material resources, okay? Um, and in the process, we are being given this opportunity to see how we've previously been captives of all of the trappings of material security that in fact do not keep us secure. Okay? Oh, yes. Uranus like is about freedom. Okay. Yes. So when we're looking at the ways in which we have, you know, set up structures and systems that, you know, that, that pollute the environment, that um, strip resources, um, that doesn't actually keep us secure. That keeps us in this state of fearfulness about what happens when it runs out.
0: No, it's not sustainable at all. fortunately, right. that's
1: the drift that is
0: is uh, going, for- yes, exactly, going forward. So we're
1: being invited now to reassess and reconfigure our values as a result of um, what Uranus is showing us about
0: the and possibilities
1: that, for Taurus.
0: And that's perfect. Values definitely are fundamental to Taurus mm-hmm. in order to
1: have those priorities, yes. OK. Um, So um, this is a perfect time for us to be having the show and talking about this, because for those who work with the cycles of the moon, the new moon is the time to set new intentions for the coming month. Um, The better to take advantage of the planetary alignments um, that are going on in Taurus, right? Um, So that we can achieve our long-term goals under these ongoing planetary cycles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this is all also going on against the backdrop of the ongoing Capricorn convergence, which is Saturn, Pluto, and the South Node all coming together in Capricorn, which is another Earth sign like Taurus. Yeah, very close
0: degrees. It's a steady march. It's going forward. Yes. Right. Okay.
1: So, um, this is also happening while the North Node in Cancer is asking us to create families of the heart, communities of the heart, um, so that we can nurture our planet into a state of greater emotional and spiritual health by nurturing our communities and nurturing our human connections, okay? So when you combine all of these forces, um, that gives us a real chance of surviving and even thriving in the material world but first there is this massive abyss of centuries of colonialism genocide greed racism sexism that we need to confront um, to be willing to know what it is that we're changing saturn and pluto in capricorn are showing us where our more destructive habits are not willing to give up so easily Okay. But Uranus in Taurus gives us this capacity for sudden insight, these aha moments that we're likely to experience directly and even bodily because they're in Taurus. Okay.
0: So we're likely
1: to feel like to really feel what it is that we're knowing. Yeah. Visceral, or
0: at least our body will give us a direction. And because we, if we don't listen to it, it will be sudden. Uh, Whether we, Mm -hmm. I know I just broke my hand my wrist so i i understand it's like you you get messages in many ways and it is through the body
1: very important right so then we can translate that knowing into new ways of using our technology and our systems in relation to our food our water um, and every living thing on this planet okay so during the next seven years of this transit we need to be brainstorming new ways of combining technology and nature and giving them giving those brainstorms physical form you know there's been this past attitude that um you know that that the natural world was something to be subjugated by technology okay and that these two were at odds with each other yeah that's on that
0: that particular belief everything i read I have this wonderful little book, Greek Essays in Science, and it, it's just thought uh, by very famous scientists and, and, and thinkers. And But even in any kind of historical uh, looking back, it started way back, this separation from nature, back to Greek times, really. So it's it's something where nature... Instead of being like we're cooperating, it, I think at that time with Greece, the mentality was flourishing so much—the golden, you know, the golden uh, civilization of Greece—with the wonderful medicines and 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 philosophies coming out that we still use as a basis. But the problem is, is that it was the physical was just shunned as bad nature, the instinctive. So yes, what you're saying is a long, long legacy that we are really
1: trying to unify and have a chance to reconnect. So, so right, you know, there has been this long divide, um, but, um, you know, now this particular um, transit, we have an opportunity at a time when we really need to heal that divide. Okay. Oh, absolutely. It's
0: critically speaking. Yes. Like all addictions our treatment with the earth has got getting down to the very worst uh, possibility. Well, we're not, we never know really what is going to happen, but it is time. (laughs) It's very important.
1: Yeah, so one of the the kind of ideas I'd like you to think about um, that I'd like people to consider at this time, you know, Uranus um, has an association with electricity, right? And Taurus has an association with the body. Um, That combination, bioelectricity, okay? Just that combination can show us how it is that we can think moving forward about combining nature and technology in positive ways. Okay so an example of this is um, in uh, 2013 there was a uh, building that was built in Germany that has um, plates of, of glass effectively sandwiching algae this kind of algae goop mm-hmm. <laughs> in the outer walls um and so they're exposed to sunlight um being on the outer walls and are able to photosynthesize sunlight there and in the process that creates electricity with which to heat the building oh, and, that's fabulous. and it insulates the building for more efficient heating okay <laughs> oh, this is definitely the, the right direction yes i love that right okay so um you know that's one example of um a a uranus and taurus kind of combination that um we can build upon those concepts moving forward um things like bioremediation of pollution also is you know a, a way of um of considering how do we take what we know scientifically and use it to help nature rather than harm nature. Okay. Uranus likes inventiveness. Now in Taurus, that spirit of inventiveness might move more slowly than it did in Aries, which was the past seven years when, where Uranus was, was transiting. Okay. Cause Taurus doesn't like to be rushed, but that means that working on the day-to-day level of physical habit, is actually more likely to yield the brilliant results that Tor- that uh, Uranus is known for, OK? So, um, so Uranus is being asked effectively by Taurus, you know, hey, if you're going to do this change thing, can you do it at a kind of a more slow and steady pace? And Uranus is asking Taurus, hey, can we just speed it up a little? <laughs> yeah,
0: times of the essence, exactly.
1: OK. Um, Now, as I said before, this is happening against the backdrop of the Capricorn convergence, okay? So that has Saturn in his home sign of Capricorn this year and the beginning of next year, Um, and that emphasizes patience with process and disciplined use of physical resources, um, especially pruning away what we no longer need, um, not using um, things in a wasteful manner, okay? and you know that combination Saturn governs structure so I see that being the kind of energy then that increases the appeal of green building techniques and permaculture okay so that we can provide for you know our housing and our food but in ways that are less harmful to the earth Um, and that has this potential twist then of, you know, bringing this high tech into alignment with nature um, rather than having it be um, less body-friendly chemical and biotech stew that has contributed so much to the pollution and toxicity of this planet until now.
0: Yeah, I was just noticing an article, just one article in this uh, EDF environmental uh, magazine and the very fact that there's cities, particularly in California, where there's so many active oil and gas wells, 3,500 of them, yep. and that cancer is eight times higher. So, in other words, they have ways of monitoring the air quality and 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 such as that, that where we can really begin to show the direct cause and and recreate better uh, health. As you were saying, you know, we need, we can't be using resources that are going to be. Well, there are other resources besides oil and water. There is the sun. There's the, there's the, you know, wind, wind. air,
1: and that's a often, uranium. A, uranium. <laughs> exactly. uranium.
0: Yeah, and the tides. You know, the tides. There are. That's a possibility too. Water. And I've often thought temperature changes could be. If if science were to develop, it's a routine process. Every night, the temperature drops 20 degrees at least. And I would imagine that there could be a lot of... uh, If I was a scientist, I'd get that figured out. But
1: I think that's a possibility somehow. Well, now, keep in mind that this is not all... um... Uh, utopian in terms of the possibilities. Well, you
0: have to reach, no, no, there's a lot of solid things. I've got a whole pile of little um, references that we could talk about along with what you're saying, but you also have to just totally, Aaronis is throwing out as far as it can, just what, like the black hole, you know, people would go, no, 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 but now we know the black hole is there. And I think there is a certain part of the mentality that needs to just throw it, the, the hook out as far as you can into the sea, you know, and then troll in the, the thought. So that's why I thought, you never know. There's so many ideas that could maybe get blended. We're going to take a brief break for an announcement, and then we will come back with Madam Simon, talking from Bainbridge Island, Washington, about the revolution of resources on Talk Cosmos. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an Earth sign concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Salutations from space. This is storyteller Gemini Brett, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we peek through the veil at astrology's ancient archetypes.
1: Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome
0: back. Hi. This is Talk Cosmos May 4th, repeating on May 9th with Madam Simon. Bainbridge Island, Washington, talking about the revolution of resources,
1: Uranus and Taurus. Yes, so, um, we were starting actually to go into kind of, um, you know, the the almost science fiction kind of ideas related to, to uh, Uranus. Um, and I was cautioning that um, you know, we have an opportunity here to improve things, but that doesn't mean that that's necessarily the way it's gonna go. Um, Uranus is related to uranium, okay? So there's the potential for things to get even more strange in uh, realms, both biotech and nuclear, including nuclear medicine, especially with Pluto in the mix via the Capricorn convergence. Um, Uranus is notable as uh, the planet of the computer age, and in taurus i think he increases the likelihood of leaps forward um both in um transhumanist technologies and the desire to adopt them you know people engaging in biohacking people using implants to increase their information gathering abilities or connect with uh computers more directly it's
0: already Um, yes people have Um, chips in their hands it's
1: true arms absolutely um, or even more advanced crossovers between humans and technology that really transform our understanding of what it means to be human. The world today is completely different from the world of the 20th century simply due to the internet. Okay? It is like the, akin to
0: the printing press, it, the, the 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 dispersion of information, not only as rampant, but it connects like... Uh, neural cells, you know, um, in our brain, for instance, there's also some technology that's showing that once again, electrical shocks very mildly can assist people that are aging, that aren't able to think in a positive way. And so anytime you have any kind of information like the internet, it's exploding those syntopses. Yeah, on a, on a very real
1: manner. It's significant. You're right. And the thing is, is that, that, you know, the change that happened um, due to the internet happened within such a short period of time and took our technology forward so, so much faster in such a short time and so much further than it had been going for centuries before that. Well, very much like
0: Iranis. You're right. It just... shoots it it's like that vision of light in the
1: lightning storm it's just explosive goes yes right so now we're looking at you know with Uranus and Taurus at this time when we're already experiencing um, such major technological waves we're now looking at Uranus accelerating that and so there's a real question of how do we keep pace with all of that change, okay? Um, so that brings us into today's new moon. <laughs> um, so this new moon in Taurus is happening right in the middle of Taurus. Um, so we've got both our consciousness and our un- unconsciousness are inclined to be their most Taurus-like at this time, Okay slow, steady, change averse, wanting to enjoy life, um, and, and wanting to have creature comforts, okay? Now, this is being reinforced by Venus, who is the ruler of Taurus. Now, she's in Aries and squaring Saturn and Capricorn, so there's a challenge there. Um, but it's making it so that, that the Aries desired for speed is being tempered by Saturnine patience and seriousness. But both of them are emphasizing achievement again, okay? So this new moon in Taurus is steady and stable and maybe doesn't want to take the Uranian changes to heart just yet. But there's also a boost from Mars in Gemini here. Um, that is making our energy more willing to act on behalf of our ideas. And Mercury and Aries is sharing a mutual reception with Mars, with each of them in the sign that's ruled by the other. And that helps them to work together better.
0: Definitely,
1: yes. And Uranus is considered to to be the higher octave of Mercury. Okay, So now when you've got something that's emphasizing um, or helping Mercury in any way, Then um, those two inner planets here are are providing some kind of personal electricity that then helps to motivate us on Uranus's generational scale. Um, As you know, I specialize in Lilith. I couldn't bring a talk here without bringing in Lilith. Yes. Okay. The true osculating black moon Lilith is still in Aquarius and is trining Mars for this new moon. and that gives us mental energy that we need to live our truth at this time, so that our communication reflects our most deeply held beliefs. And our actions are best suited for seeking new information and new ideas to back up the revolutionary action of Uranus and Taurus.
0: That's significant, because looking at the chart too, I'm noticing that it is uh, sextile, which means a, um, 60 degrees, from Jupiter at 23 degrees Sag right now, which is not that far away from the galactic center of 27, but also it happens to be in conjunct, which means that it's 150 degrees, meaning that in the reason these terms are, for just briefly from, for the folks, is that from the ascendant, there's like a blueprint, and the relationship would be that there's certain signs that couldn't be easily seen from the opposite, Uh, the opposite sign, so at any rate, and what it means is that there's, it's a little, in order to coordinate those energies, you need some help, and here Lilith is helping, that's the point, I like the way that you said, needs to be authentic, because if you have this really set survival, uh, and it's almost 14, I mean, it's right at the almost 15%, not percent, but 15 degrees, which is a very... It's unstable uh, because 15 right in between is not, well, it's almost, it's really, well, you could say it's 15 degrees because it's 14, 11, and 10, 11. So in other words, that's the most unstable of Taurus of any, of any sign. I mean, right in the middle of any degrees.
1: It's the most stable, yes.
0: Well, no, unstable. It's the almost unstable because, well, you different ways of looking at it. It's stable, but unstable because it it can go
1: in either direction, I, I guess. There's that thought. Oh, but, okay. But, yeah. I, I was looking at it as being in within. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, I know. So.
0: And, and I'd have to recheck that, but that I, I thought that it's it stuck in my brain. But the point being, regardless, because Taurus is very stable, so yeah. <laughs> regardless, it's going to be in that position of Earth. So what I'm returning to is this fact that you brought the square this tension oriented where got to find a resolution it's like coming to a corner you could say and the waters are rushing in and it's going to go somewhere so lilith is saying be authentic in bringing back that focus of of jupiter which is the bit of the belief structure the vision of 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 you know seeing the big picture so well and also having having faith having optimism which uh, is right but it's a good point but it's it's difficult because of its 150 degrees uh in conjunct to the new moon so i'm seeing that sextile to lilith as being very advantageous that you brought up right that's what i'm thinking um
1: yeah it's um this new moon coincides with a T square formation so you've got Mars in Gemini at the midheaven, almost exactly at the midheaven. Here um, where we are, yes, in Seattle. Right. Opposite uh, Jupiter, who is retrograde in, Sag- in Sagittarius right now, at the nadir. Exactly. So both it's of them it, yeah. are squared to Neptune in Pisces. That's the, the point
0: of the T-square. Okay. Angular, and all angular, at least here in Seattle. And so that makes
1: it, yes. Right. So um, Mars at the midheaven puts our actions forward to be received by the world. So this is a place where we're encouraged to be very public with the changes that we're making to aid our planet and transform our relationship with our material resources on a personal level as well. Okay. And then Jupiter retrograde at the nadir pulls up beliefs from our subconscious for reconsideration. Uh, to help us make use of wisdom from our roots without um, and at the same time having the faith to expand the horizons of our vision. Um, and when it's opposite to Mars, that challenges us to heighten our courage as we do so. Um, so that gives us a greater capacity to reject poisonous habits based on outdated beliefs oh. and shoot straight into the heavens with optimism and audacity and that is fueled by this square to Neptune that challenges us to dream big. Yes. Um, and if you combine all of that with the future and space orientation, if you're honest, I wouldn't be surprised if this new moon conceived some new advances in our exploration of space. Still grounded in the need to protect both Earth and skies here at home on Terra, right? Because Mars is Marshall. Mars is about, you know, Mars is... Is um is like a good bodyguard at your side. I don't remember who said that, but you know it's well. It's
0: it is powerful. a defender. Yes, I mean Mars is one of the things that defense causes. defends causes. Absolutely, and Neptune also relates to the wild, to all of nature, and so yes, seeing re recalibrating our identity or our perspective with nature and how to put forth new direction is that's very very strong it's beautiful you know I've, it's right because even looking at the paper for instance the headlines it says one was i mean it seems to it's 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 reflected is what i'm trying to say some devices that could invade your life in 2019 and there's all these tech trends artificial intelligence and etc it's 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 not a passing energy that it is something that is being harnessed and in seattle too there was another one if i can find this little article that says that seattle once again is very very active when it comes to uh scientific uh, i wish i could find that one but at any rate so now i'm just feeding off of what you're saying that yes it's very current and important and it's it's here, the
1: energy is... It's here in this entire month of May. We've got um, some some great transits coming up this month that can help us to manifest um, the intentions that we set under this new moon. Oh, good. Um, okay, so um, on May 8th, Mercury conjoins Uranus and Taurus. So that means it's at the same degree um, in the sky as, as Uranus. Um, And Mercury in Taurus is is actually only very briefly in Taurus this month, uh, between May 6th and the 20th, okay? Um, Now, remember my background's in tarot. So when I see Mercury in Taurus, um, I see us facing our worries about material security. Um, And then this uh, Mercury-Uranus conjunction, beginning Mercury's transit through Taurus, gives extra impetus to our thoughts and communication about um about our resources and we can choose to make use of this to help us make mental connections and plans at a more steady pace than we were when we were you know kind of rushing through our thoughts in Aries yeah. the Aries season was a little intense Good day to earmark yes okay um and having mercury effectively carrying forward then that that energy of Uranus moving into Taurus, um, helps us to create new habits and systems while we transition away from what we no longer need. Um, and then our vision, cause you know, remember uh, we have to be able to, to see the possibilities first before we can act on them. Our vision is going to get some gentle help from the sun and Taurus sextile to Neptune and Pisces on the same day. Um, so, that combines Neptunian imagination with Uranian and inventiveness, but still keeps us grounded and fully conscious through the process. Um, then, on May 11th, the sun in Taurus trines Saturn retrograde in Capricorn. So, that gives us the discipline and patience to work steadily on our material well being and on giving the boot to the material trappings and habits we no longer need. It's not a glamorous combination. <laughs> Well, you, go, you, know, you know, but the, it's the, practical. It,
0: it is. And Taurus exactly is that. It's a second archetype. That energy has come into form. It wants to live. It doesn't want to let go of that form it's created because it's life, you know? And so, yes, it it is grounded and it,
1: and it, it is practical. So well put. <laughs> yes. but, it's not, but in this case, it's not a grind because Taurus does actually enjoy doing the work. um and Saturn in Capricorn also you know says this is what we're supposed to be doing (laughs) Uh, there is a goal (laughs) right okay um and then this is followed on the 13th by a trine from the sun in Taurus to Pluto in retrograde in Capricorn say Um,
0: that a little bit slower for people if you would on on the the 13th
1: there's a trine between yeah go ahead the sun in Taurus and Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. So remember Saturn and Pluto right now we're very close to each other, okay? Right. So the sun is moving then from a trine with Saturn to a trine with Pluto, okay? Right. So that gives us then a boost of power from Pluto, okay? To keep the work going that we were getting disciplined about, positively disciplined about with the sun trine Saturn. Well, ideally,
0: it will give us that power because Pluto is either power or powerlessness. If one's not going forward in a direction that is serving their best uh, for life uh, support, you might say,
1: Pluto will take it away. But But that would be more uh, with a hard aspect, and we're looking at a trine, which is the most well. It
0: can you right aspect that we can
1: have at this time.
0: Except, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. Except, I have to say that sometimes trines can accentuate what is; uh, they can accentuate something more. It's at ease, so, but it can also just in, uh, embolden things. You know, it, it doesn't <laughs> necessarily uh, uh, force a person to make a change. I mean, I do, and it, and Pluto. In fact, it might give a person great strength to tear down some of those things that sure, sure. that they've recognized with the Iranian because I really like this idea of mentioning clearly to ourselves and to folks that the sun you know there is a cycle and that it, things do happen on a regular basis but here is it what you've identified is is that it went from Uranus and it's going to Pluto so here you they see maybe what's the new vision or else what needs to be broken because nobody was paying attention to the signs of life and the visceral moments. And therefore, one has the power to discard it, to destroy it in the Pluto manner or find new power. So, or
1: uncover resources that we might have uh, overlooked before that will have us. Okay. Good. Good. And May 14th then ties all of that energy together because the moon in Virgo is going to trine the sun in Taurus, still trine to Pluto in Capricorn. Okay. Oh, beautiful. So it ties it all together really nicely and gives us this potential for true mastery in the physical realm. Assuming that we're moving forward in a way that is um, that is healthy and positive and keep in mind you know, you were talking about the shadow side of Pluto. One of the things that that we should remember is that the shadow side of Pluto is more likely to get invoked when we're trying to just grab things for ourselves and not be concerned with the larger picture and how does that connect with other people? Well, there is
0: that, there is that. And then again, you know, in many ways, and I like the positive force, I mean, with all of that is sometimes it takes... Because we have, there is a lot of structure involved, you know, with Saturn and Pluto in the South Mm -hmm. Node, as we've been bringing up, you know, in these crystallized forms in life, whether it's on a large social scale or just in our own life. And it takes a lot to let go of or to break that that structure when it gets to that point. And so there can be times when one purges and it's very cathartic, it's very powerful. You know, it is a destructive force, but it has, has usage. And, you know, with that, but at any rate, but I, but I like your thoughts of the power in the moon, when you're mentioning it in Virgo, because this would be a chance to really give it refinement and organize, reorganize. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yes, as you're saying, it is a lot of organizing going on with the energy of this month. (laughs) Wow. I'll, I'll have to... I'll, I'll uh I'll have to get prepared. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. This is not uh this is not hard taskmaster organizing. You know, um on because right after that grand trine that I just mentioned, that grand earth trine, um, May 15th, Venus moves into Taurus and Venus is the ruler Ooh. of Taurus and she is all about fun. And it's not just a matter of like, you know, fun is this frivolous thing, you know, people thinking of, okay, Venus being into pleasure and fun and love and beauty and attraction and all of that, that's also frivolous. No, no, no. Remember, Venus is most importantly about values, okay? So she wants us to enjoy what we're doing when we're connecting with our resources, but also to deepen our values, Okay. And she can help us to have fun with coming up with new ways of relating to the Earth, treating our planet and ourselves and each other with love and respect, and reveling in the beauty of the world that we have and the world that we can envision. Oh, Madam uh, Simon, and yes,
0: new. that's so beautifully put. I often, I really think so because Taurus, when you say this with the ruler of Venus. It's for our life. Life is so much more enjoyable if it's being supported, you know. If we're get if we're receiving, and and that's why it, it's comfortable. That's perfect. Yes.
1: And then that same day, um, Mars enters Cancer. Um, so that makes um, gives us a greater ability to make our actions more in alignment with our hearts. Um, and oriented toward family and community, um, so that we can find the people who are best suited to help us realize our visions for ourselves and our planet. Okay, Um, In the process, create a world where the emotional and spiritual realities are vitally connected with our practical realities. And also that same day, you've got Mercury and Taurus sextiling Neptune and Pisces. So that helps us to communicate with more compassion and sympathy as we're doing all of this. And when you say
0: that day, that's the 13th or 14th? That's the 15th. Oh, the 15th. Okay. So
1: There's oh, a cluster okay. of events going on um, around mid-May in the heavens. Um, right after then, Mother's Day, actually, here in the mm-hmm. United States. And then a couple days after that, um, Mercury in Taurus is trining Saturn and then Pluto. When you say Um, after that, are you talking on that date or another date? uh, I said a couple days after that. So May 17th and 18th um, and Mercury and Taurus is gonna be trining first Saturn, then Pluto. Um, So that really helps our minds to get organized and uncover information that's gonna help us to revise our relationship with our material resources and our physical but well-being. Don't forget that this governs our bodies, okay? Um, and with that trying uh, from Mercury to Pluto, that helps us to really communicate powerfully to those who need to hear what we're doing with these ideas that we've developed as a result of Uranus's inspiration. Um, you know, contacting Mercury the week before.
0: Well, there is a very strong because I I was asking like on the seventeenth, yeah, the sun and Mercury our will and our mental faculties in Taurus, very closely trining that whole group, yeah. the trio, the Pluto, the Saturn, the Pluto of transformation, the Saturn of form, and the south node of where our, where we've been coming from is because that cycle for. Folks with the nodes is eighteen months, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's where our history, where we're coming from as a group, which is very rule oriented and structure oriented and goal oriented, ambition. I mean, it's a positive. Every I always say every strength becomes a weakness if it doesn't get, you know, if it's if it's not uh, complemented in some way. So that's, but what you're saying is he has, that's, you'd think the practicality of coming up with ideas, such as you initiated this idea with the new moon as of today would be very powerful during those two days, May
1: 17 and 18. Well, and then here's the thing is that the full moon in Scorpio happens on May 18th. Uh So when you're looking at um, the process of intention setting with the new moon, um, effectively between the new moon and the first quarter and then the full moon um, there's this process of growing that intention into fullness okay and so with the full moon in Scorpio um, which happens as Venus conjoins Uranus and Taurus so bringing back that Uranian energy um, and really having the ruler of Taurus being right there with what Uranus is asking in okay. her own sign, too. In her own yeah. sign, yeah. That combination um, gives us this great opportunity to combine creative fertility. Oh, yum. Yes, okay. And really sink down into our feelings about the changes that we want to see in the world and just how we want to embody them.
0: Yeah, okay? or using, uh, I was thinking, too, using music, using art, because Taurus is a nonverbal, you know, it's before Gemini. And so, using those visual or the sound can really inspire.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and this is also why I like to emphasize um, that working with Taurus, it helps to work with your habits, and a huge part of. You know how we've gotten to where we are with the world in such a difficult state as far as pollution oh. and where that goes is habits. Okay, so for
0: example, hmm? I ju- we have about a minute, make it quick. Uh-huh. And this is Madam Simon Bainbridge Island, May 4th, repeated on May 9th, speaking about resources.
1: You've got right. It. <laughs> so, what I want to encourage us to do moving forward and you know, setting our intentions for this lunar cycle. I want to encourage us to work on applying the principle of change to our physical habits, slowly and steadily, a bit at a time, taking advantage of the um, the aspects that are coming up this month to help us with our organization. Oh, and sure. not pushing ourselves too far at once on any given day, but just making small okay. adjustments.
0: That's it's- perfect. We must thank you, Madam Simon. You really put together... And it was a very powerful talk. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Sue.